The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! For the ninth time in 2022, it is a victory Monday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, as the Cowboys absolutely dismantle the Indianapolis Colts. They take the horseshoe, they shove it into the sand, and a massive (laughs) win for the Dallas Cowboys on Week 13, Sunday Night Football. Welcome in, everybody, to the SWBC Studios at the Star in Frisco, alongside Isaiah Stanback, Patrick No. C. Walker. I'm Kyle Yeoman. That's definitely not where I thought you were going with that one. The look, the look on oh, your face man, when I, I start. Stop. Oh my God. I was talking, you know, you, you play horseshoes, you, you get, throw it into a sand. Uh, yeah, Kyle, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they stuffed it in those. Mm. Beamer had his hand right over the doggone <laughs> button back there. Yeah, it had the mute button ready to roll. Super pause. Oh. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Are you are you like first quarter, second quarter fantastic? Or are you more like 33 unanswered points in the fourth quarter fantastic? Is that which one which one would you rate yourself well, at the, right now? The first couple of quarters wasn't I don't know that. Fantastic would be the adjective I, I would have used. Sure. But if you're talking about that 33 in the fourth, mm. I mean, you go into the fourth quarter with only a two-point lead, but you don't end the fourth quarter with only a two-point lead. Mm. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and all of their sandals, the Cowboys just took those boys out back and beat them like they stole something. Mm. And I like it. It's I like provocative. It. I like it a lot. Gets the people going. See, this is the type of victory where it's like, okay, you beat who you were supposed to beat, but the fashion in which you did it is also also the fashion in which you were supposed to do it. It wasn't supposed to be like you struggling uh, to get going against an injury-ravaged New York Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like seeing that team from Eastern Philadelphia struggle to put away this very same Indianapolis Colts team that the Cowboys just basically eviscerated on national television in primetime. This, it, it's a... I don't want to say it's a statement one for the Cowboys in that um, they sent any kind of message because of who the the opponent was, but it was certainly a statement in the fact that they're not going to continue to shoot themselves in the foot, hopefully. Penalties, only three yesterday, a season low. Went from a season high on Thanksgiving 13 to a season low. They got it fixed, just keep it fixed, and this is what the Cowboys can be going forward. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, I, I'm with the end of the second quarter, Cowboys. I, li- I like that's mm-hmm. when they really started to you know, you know, change up. Mr. Malik Hooker had a heck of a day. Talk about oh, it. I was, so, about I was so excited for him. Talk I mean, about Against it. his former team. Oh, no, we knew that. We knew it was going to be a big game for him. Yeah. We didn't know that it was going to result in, in you know, his performance, but we knew that he was hyped for the game. I mean, who wouldn't yeah. want to play against a team that didn't believe in you? They got you, and then they didn't believe in you, and then, you know, 
dispersed of you, and now all of a sudden you had to face him. You know, he went up there and took care of business. So he really started things mm-hmm. off at the end of that at the end of that first half, and then from there on on, we just just steamrolled him, just freaking steamrolled him. You just took a snowball, you took you balled it up, you, you know, you compacted it nice and tight at the top of the hill, and you just rolled that thing down. And there. it and wasn't just, yellow snow. It wasn't yellow snow. It was not yellow snow. Mm-hmm. Nope, not yesterday. I think that's the the biggest thing for this is there's so many ways you could take it away, right? Mm-hmm. You could look at this win and say you won 35 points down the road. You, you you were able to put this one away late. You were able to run the football. You slowed down the run for the most part. There were times when Jonathan Taylor, was Jonathan Taylor and the Colts had success, but for the most part, 21 carries, 82 yards, that's three and a half per pop, and as long of 19, you'll take it. All day. Take it all day, every day. You were able to take Matt Ryan and work him into some trouble as well. You took the football away multiple times. But it was the way that you finished, not the way you started. Uh Which is a conversation because there have been slow starts that have hurt the Cowboys in the past. And against good teams, it will hurt you. Right. Indianapolis is not a good team. We saw that again yesterday. However, you, you were able to finish so strong that it was encouraging moving forward, right? It was. I mean, I think Indianapolis... I think I, but there was a certain point in time where they just said, "Ah, oh, screw it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Break them. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they. You broke their Break will. Them. Yeah, you broke their will for sure. But you know, you still went out there and made plays. And the thing is, like this team is learning how to put teams away. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it in the past where Dallas has kind of let teams kind of hang around and all. You know, whether they they felt like they didn't need to really put the the pedal to the metal or whether they just didn't. Either way, that's gone out the window. And now you're seeing when they're in position to really start like hammering teams, like, right, we're going to beat you up. You're, yeah, you're here. You yeah. showed up, right? Now we're just yeah. going to beat you up. I don't care if you lay down. I don't care if you quit. I don't care what it is that you do that that, that doesn't allow for you to perform at your best. We're still going to give you this work as long as we're within this doggone 60 minutes. It kind of reminded me of a college football game. To a certain extent where it's a team that's a playoff caliber team. It's the Ohio States, the Michigans, the, of course, Georgia this year. I just didn't want to say it in front of your face, Patrick. Yeah, you did. No, it, I didn't. It tastes good when you yeah. said it. No, I don't like taste it. The it taste the air. Taste the air. Taste the air. But it's it's one of those teams that you may stick around with them for a little bit, right? You mm-hmm. may stick in there. You're going to fight them, and you're going to claw, scratch your Valiant way. effort. Great effort all the way through, but in the end... Yeah, you're going to get beat up. Two pieces so, of biscuit. Yeah. So I, I saw that yesterday. The other thing that was really encouraging was how many people got involved. Yep. Oh, yeah. How many Cowboys had their finger <laughs> fingerprints all over this game? Because Dak Prescott stat line, 20 of 30, 170, three touchdowns, one interception. He made kind of a, a weird decision on throwing that football into a tight window. Michael Gallup had some contact, fell to the ground. Stephon Gilmore was, was there for the pick. Yeah, it, it was on both. It was. It, and I there say was that because, contact from both guys. Yeah, I mean, sure. it was. It was. I, I personally wouldn't have thrown the flag um, because I don't think there was enough contact. No. I think that Michael Gallup could have, could have powered through that, uh, and you saw him do that on Thanksgiving on multiple occasions against the Giants. And I think Dak Prescott knew that Michael Gallup has the physicality to go through Gilmore and get that. So that's why he threw that ball there, thinking that, you know, the effort would be there. Gallup's effort was not there, unfortunately. Um, But they got it cleaned up, Michael Gallup, with two touchdowns, Mm -hmm. his first two-touchdown game since 2020. But what's even more impressive, like you said, Kyle, there's so many takeaways here. Yeah. What's even more impressive is that this team dropped 54 
and they were far from perfect in the first half. Sure. If they were perfect, are we talking about a 60-point game? 70? 65-70. Listen, and that's no exaggeration. <laughs> are we talking about a 65-70-point game? This this was just an absolute dismantling, and, and you just love to see it. And that's kind of where I was going was that the mistakes happened early. Dak yeah. Prescott threw a pick. Michael Gallup fell down on the route and things of the sort. But Gallup had two touchdowns. Dak Prescott came back through three touchdowns. And then you had Tony Pollard with 91 yards and two scores. Ezekiel Elliott had 77 yards and a score. CeeDee Lamb had 71 yards and a score. He was starting to play well, too. Getting the ball in space, he was able to run the football a little bit. Had 23 yards on the ground as well. So it wasn't just one guy. It was a lot of youth, too, that stepped up. The youngsters. Damone Clark, <clears throat> Sam Williams, Tyler Smith all played well. Then you had Deron Bland have the game Bland. of his life. When you have so many guys coming together like that, you just don't want to get left out. We've talked about it. This defense in particular, it's a party. And the last thing you want to be is an outsider at a party. You don't want to be the one, you know, hearing all the do, 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 do. You're looking in the window and everybody got their fist pump going on and you're sitting on the outside like, oh, that sure looks Night nice. The right? you know, wow, like, I wish I was invited. I wish I was in there. No, go walk up the dog downstairs and open the door and get involved yeah. with the party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go Is to that the what punch you did bowl. back in the day? No, I, I was studying, Kyle. Yeah, uh, but, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, go to the dog on punch bowl, take you one back to the head and go ahead and get after it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what all these guys did. Every single guy on this defense showed their tail, right? When guys went down, other guys stepped up. Barr started off the game hot. Damone Clark was ripping and running. Donovan Wilson was in there hitting people. D-Law was doing his – you, you can go right down the line, right? Watkins had a heck of a game up front. These guys all wanted to be a part of the party, and that's what com- – this competitive nature. I talked to you about it, Kyle. When DQ's name got thrown in the pot prior to him getting hired, I said, this dude is a culture changer, yep. and he's all about competition. And we bring competition, you're either going to step up or you're going to step out. We've seen guys, unfortunately, had to had to step out, and they're no longer with this with this organization. Really good players, but they didn't they didn't obviously compete to the level that's required to be on this defense. If you're on this defense, you're one heck of a competitor, and if you're not, you're not going to be around. I, I feel like obviously, you know, the word resiliency is is such an appropriate model for uh, the, the, this team this season. Um, but when it comes to the defense, I th- I think another appropriate uh, phrase or word would be or phrase would be get you some. Mm-hmm. Right, get you some. Uh, it's like if one guy hits the quarterback, the next guy wants to get him some. Or you know, Demarcus Lawrence. You you see it in sounds from the sideline. Tank is talking to Michael. Well, this is how you go and get you some. Mm-hmm. The court, the cornerbacks and the safeties. Uh, an interception happens, and they look at the next guy. Go go out there and get you some. Uh, Deron Bland, go get you one. You got one. Go get you another one. And, and it's like Isaiah said. Don't be the outsider. Get up in the party. Get to the punch bowl. <laughs> get to the DJ. <laughs> right. Make your request. Let's yeah. go for a night at the Rocks. That's right. Doom 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 doom. And that's what the Cowboys defense has done. But even <laughs> more. Love. Dang it, Kyle. You've never seen Night at the Roxbury? Yeah. Come on. You've seen Night at the Roxbury. Dang it, Kyle. Oh. Beamer. Nope. Sorry, guys. <sighs> we'll, 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 we'll grow you. We'll grow you. <laughs> um, but, um, Classic. But also as equally as impressive is you, you talk about an offense that even with the miscues early, has shown that they can just bully you, right? Let's talk, let's talk about CeeDee Lamb for a second. 
I don't think people understand what CeeDee Lamb is doing over these past two or three games. And, and granted, this wasn't a 100-yard game. You know, coming in, he had a 150, 100-yard game over his previous two. Yeah. Uh, over his previous three, I'm sorry. But look at how he got this 77 yards. He was running around and through guys. And I think the microcosm of how physical his evening was was on that pass where he breaks a tackle on the left sideline and then he sees the, def- the defensive back between him and the goal line. And he says to himself, you know what? I might not get this touchdown, but you're going to feel me when you wake up in the morning. Lowers his shoulder, pops the guy. It, it drives him out of bounds. It levels the guy, drives him out of bounds. And then what does CD do? He turns around and just stares down at the guy. The ref had his hand on the flag like, I'm, I'm about to throw this taunting penalty. And CD held that stare just long enough. <laughs> and then he let up. He didn't have the third pump. He, had, he didn't. He, the <laughs> third feel. pump was absent. Exactly. in his stare. Dude, you know what? That's a great point that you bring up. That is the most impressive part of CD's game in terms of his development. You know, I've been pretty tough on CD in terms sure. of him being a leader, but it never questioned his ability to make plays on the field. The one aspect of his game that I'm really impressed and proud of for in terms of his his coming along is his physicality. And yes, to the play, you know, to the point that you just made, you no, know, see in terms of how he's how physical he is with the ball, I'm most impressed with how physical he's been off the ball. Yep. Yep. In terms of his unselfish nature to go out there and block physically for TP, for Zeke, for anybody else that has a Brock in their hand. That's the part of the game that you're not going to hear anybody talk about on NFL Network, ESPN, any of those things, but you will hear it here on Talking Cowboys. This guy is going out there and putting those fisticuffs on people, lifting them up, driving them off the ball, driving them to the sideline, and chugging them. Yeah, absolutely, right? Talking about knuckle style, right? He's throwing people around even when it doesn't benefit him. It benefits his teammates. And then when he has the opportunity to get the ball in his hands, now he's just simply just carrying that forward, right? You think he's down? No, I'm not down. You're going to have to bring me down with a lot more force than that. Oh, you think I'm about to run out of bounds? No, you're about to get the you're about to get these shoulder pads all up in your grill, right? Egg muffins. Let's go. So <laughs> he's doing that, and he's, I love that because it's bringing a toughness to this room, and I didn't expect it to come from him. And that was kind of the conversation early on. When things weren't going his way, it was body language. It was blocking. It was effort. That's not the case anymore. He's growing into that mindset of being the alpha, of being that number one wide receiver, which was expected to happen this year. It's clicked. It was expected to happen in week two, week three. But now it's it's not even just the numbers, like Patrick said a moment ago. It was the creativity of how they're getting the football to him. Credit to Kellen Moore in that regard. There was one one play, I believe it was in the first half. It was back-to-back sweeps. They put C.D. Lamb in motion. He came motion from right to left. Dak put his foot in the ground again. Lamb came from left to right after he put his foot in the ground, handed the football off, turned up field, first down. Next play, he was lined up on the left side. Dak put his foot in the ground. C.D. comes in motion from left to right, takes the handoff on the sweep. The exact same play, just without motion. And he turns up field, and he's got a first down. The creativity that they're getting him the football with is impressive. But what's more impressive is what Isaiah is talking about here. It's the mindset. It's the attitude. It's the the physical capability of blocking a guy 10 yards down the field and allowing your guys around you to trust you. Because that's what most people don't see, right? And no, no disregard to anybody, but what most people don't see is when you go into the team room and you're watching this film, 
Okay, you watch the film individually, but then you watch it as a team as well or a position group. The laser pointer. Yeah, the laser pointer. These <laughs> like everybody's paying attention. Are you working hard only when it benefits you? Yeah. Are you working hard only when the opportunities are going to put you on a highlight reel? Or are you really working your tail off to to make the play for other guys? And everybody on the team recognizes that. Right? It doesn't get talked about a whole lot on the outside, but on the in, on the inside, guys see it. Okay, I see you out there blocking on the backside of the play. Okay, I see you. I see you driving this guy all the way to the sideline when the other guys are getting yak yardage. Okay, I see you. So now what does that do? That or that presents leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. That starts adding to, okay, I see what you're doing, CD. You're not just a playmaker. Okay, you actually care about other guys. You're going to exude your energy when other guys have the rock. Okay, all right, maybe, maybe I can look at you in a little bit different light now. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's it's a lot bigger than that versus a guy that just shows up and okay, give me the ball. Actions speak louder than Absolutely. words, right? And and what's also impressive is Lamb helped uh, be the stabilizer in this particular game for Dak Prescott, wherein typically that stabilizer is Dalton Schultz. There yeah. was a little bit of a disconnect between Dalton Schultz and Dak consistently throughout this game. And C.D. Lamb was, again, he was right there. Uh, the, the miscue with Michael Gallup that led to the interception, before Gallup and Dak finally got on the right page, C.D. Lamb was right there being that stabilizer, being that equalizer in the passing game for, for Dak Prescott, while Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott were just feasting out of the backfield. Um, and also shouts out to Malik Davis. Malik Davis cited hey. later in the found game. the score. Absolutely. And it was a fantastic run. Broke a tackle and then put the Jets. I'm happy for him because he had that one taken away earlier in he the did. season. He did. And that would he have did. been his first career touchdown. And they got wiped off because of a holding penalty. Finally got in the end zone. And we, we went into this game, Kyle and Isaiah, talking about, and rightfully so, how the Colts as a team, their overall record was more reflective of the offensive struggles but not the defense because the defense has some has some dudes right particularly up front yeah. uh, and this was still a Cowboys team even with the miscues early had 21 points um, before they exploded to get the rest of the points mm-hmm. so the Colts yeah for those that are saying oh well it was, it's only the Colts okay hashtag keep that energy because again this Colts defense is the same defense that put the Colts in position to upset the Philadelphia Eagles before giving up the goal on that one particular play. And I think you missed Shaquille Leonard on that play. Yeah. But this this is not a coach defense that's bad. This this defense is is pretty pretty damn good up front and in the secondary. And they just got lambasted. 54 points. And I, there was a certain point in the game, to Isaiah's point, where you saw yeah. the Colts they're just emotionally they, were they broke yeah, they, down. Yeah, they shut it down. And they were just like, you know what? We're okay. Screw it. Hurry up and get the game okay. over. Yeah. We the, don't even care yeah. anymore. The fighting yeah. Jeff Saturdays didn't fight on Sunday. So <laughs> you know. that's that's the thing though, is and, and you mentioned the the hashtag keep that energy and, and kind of going along with it. I don't care who you are. If you're in the NFL and right. you win a game fifty four to nineteen yeah, on prime time, it's not supposed to happen. Sunday night football. In front of the entire world? Yeah. No. I mean, you could be playing a high school team, and that high school team's still going to get up and play. Yeah. They're still going to have an opportunity to try and at least make it something, right? Not the case. This is a beat down by every beat sense down. of the word. It was a beat down. Especially we, in that fourth quarter. And we heard it up there in the press box, too. 
the, the frustrations <laughs> from the Colts, Colts organization. And listen, this is, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> there was a whole lot of um, <laughs> unpleasantries, <laughs> verbal unpleasantries being tossed <laughs> around by, by the Colts. Sorry, uh, sorry, Andy. But, uh, you know, this is a, a Colts defense that has Ngakwe and Quiddy Pay and, and, like and Grover Stewart, et cetera, et cetera. DeForest Buckner gave some problems. We talked about it. We talked about it in the pregame show. They sacked Dak Prescott. Once, yeah, yeah. but I mean, also the offensive Once. line is number one in the league in terms of sacks allowed. So fifteen now, fifteen now, right? Yeah. The, the Dallas, season. Dallas Cowboys offensive line is number one in terms of yeah. protecting Dak. Okay, but the thing is, we talked about it in the pregame show. How do you neutralize all these guys that they have up front? You just run the freaking ball. Right. Dallas ran for two hundred twenty yards. Ooh, two twenty. Oh, yeah. Good there, there was a point where, and I tweeted it at that point, there was a point in the game where Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both literally had the same amount of carries, eight, and the same amount of yardage, uh, same uh, combined yardage at that point. And it just showed pure yeah. balance b- behind Dak Prescott. And if you're a pass rusher, it doesn't matter if you're DeForest Buckner or, you know, Ngakwe, Yannick Ngakwe, it doesn't matter. You can't rush the passer if there's no pass to rush. And then once they once the Cowboys got them playing the run, it became play action. It became Ceedee Lamb. It be it in the air or you know sweeps with Ceedee Lamb. And Kellen Moore was again in his bag. And the Cowboys they began to execute. But also equally, if not more importantly, there wasn't the laundry. Mm-hmm. There wasn't the laundry. Ten fewer penalties over a week prior. This is how you decimate teams. And. Hey, by all means, go ahead and toss OBJ into this 54-point mix. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I, I want to talk about the run game when we come back on the other side of the break because there's a lot of credit to go around, but I, I think that was the most impressive thing to me in this Cowboys offense. I'm going to see if you guys think the same. When we come back right after this on more Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. That deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. 
Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talking Cowboys. This December, the only thing hotter than the Dallas Cowboys will be the endless Cowboys Nation gift options. Visit your local pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience and give the gift of the star this holiday season. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, following a 54-19 win for the Cowboys over the Indianapolis Colts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. I'm kind of sad, Kyle. Why? Because during the pregame show yesterday, we're on the stage out there on the AT&T Plaza. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And we look out from the stage, Nosey, and we can see a nice-sized truck. Okay. Nice-sized truck. And it was branded and painted. Beautiful. And it, oh, we could just see the logo, Black Rifle Coffee Company. We could see it, right? Okay. It was right across from us. And and I wanted I wanted to reach out and grab one. <laughs> the BR double C. Yeah, yeah. The I wanted truck? To, I wanted to hold or the, the truck. The truck. Oh, you want to grab the truck. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. truck. No, I wanted uh, to grab a, a Black Rifle coffee. Okay. But I, I couldn't trying. reach it. And I was just in my head, somebody from Black Rifle was gonna say, Oh, those are our people over there from from, from Talking Cowboys. And they was gonna walk over and, uh. and get and they didn't do it. So I was sad. And you were sitting over there like like yeah. that scene in Wayne's World, Garth in the <laughs> Kevin. Yes. Dream yes. My arms just couldn't I go. Believe you can make it. There were a lot of people in between you and that. There's a lot of people too. in between us. Yeah. So Black Rifle Coffee Company. Next time, if there is a next time that we're we'll out take there, take care of your folks. And y'all see it? Y'all gotta come take care we'll of your take boys. Care Man, we was out there cold. We could have used some Black Rifle. A little bit of heat. Yeah, it started to you know precipitate. Yeah, we was out there in the elements. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We, we was out there for yeah. the people. Matter of yeah. fact, I'm a sad double time sad. You know why? Why? Because we didn't see any Talking Cowboys signs out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see one. Yeah. Wow. Now, there were a lot of people that listened to the show. True. We got to meet a ton of people. We appreciate that, that Our listeners that are full-time, and we had a blast meeting every single Absolutely. one of you. But in terms of physical poster board you let signage. let know, man. Yeah, we didn't see any. That's okay. We tried. Maybe next time we're out there. Maybe when we're on the plaza for the playoffs. That's a challenge, people. At AT&T Stadium for the plaza, or playoffs. Who, who knows? We'll who figure knows? it out. We'll figure it out. All right, gentlemen, it's it, it's again the the ground game mm. that works for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard got the start. What? Yes, he did. He did. Got the start. What? 12 carries, 91 yards, <laughs> which, by the way, for those math wizards out there, that's seven and a half yards per carry. Yeah. Is that good? Pretty damn good. Seems good. Seems Two good. touchdowns, a long of 30. Tony Pollard. Eight like Tony Pollard normally eats. He had he added uh, another two receptions for f- 15 yards as well. Ezekiel Elliott had a touchdown, his first of his career against the Colts. He had 17 carries for 77 yards, four and a half yards per carry. I have to burst your bubble, Kyle. What's up? Tony Pollard had the third worst 
run per carry average last night for the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Who who was better? <laughs> C.D. Lamb. Wow. 11.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Ste- Davis. Step it up, 9.7. Step it up, TP was 7.6, and then Zeke <laughs> with a 4.5. I mean, the worst rush per, per, per attempt average was 4.5 yards Per carry. Yeah, that was obliteration. <laughs> that was just okay. Who deserves the credit for that though? Are we cutting Tony Pollard because he had the third worst? Uh, Step it up, Tony. Average. Oh my gosh, you hear all these murmurs about how Tony Pollard's the starter now and Zeke is now backing up TP. What's does that, it matter? No, it doesn't no, freaking it matter. It doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter not, man. Also not true, but that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't Smith, matter. The running back coach, Skip Pete, said, man, listen here, man. People are making too much of a stir about this the whole situation. Some plays are more beneficial for TP. Some yeah. are more. Some plays are more beneficial for Zeke. It doesn't freaking matter. These guys are rotating through. These guys, we talked about it, the peanut butter and jelly, hamburger, ketchup, and freaking, well, we got mayo, cooked mustard, whatever you want, okay? They go together. Okay, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who starts it. Okay, (laughs) it's schematics, right? It's it's just it doesn't even it doesn't have an effect over the game. As long as both of these guys are going out there and they're making their contributions the way in which they're supposed to, this team benefits from it. Y'all can write all day long. Oh my God, Zeke's not the starter anymore. He's giving up, and they will. Did they run for two over two hundred yards? Yep. Okay, two twenty. Two twenty. Rather effortlessly. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, so now Dallas was the fourth in the league in terms of rushing touchdowns on the ground, but I don't know where they're at now. But now I think we're at I can get you. 19, I want to say. But here's to answer your question, question, Kyle, who's responsible for it it, threefold? Ken Moore for how he's he's sticking sticking with it. Would you have have ever imagined that Kellen Moore would have had 220 yards rushing and 100 and – where are we at? 165. Yeah, 170 yards in the air. Sticking with it. He, he saw that the passing game had some miscues early, and he just stuck with the run. Who is and, this guy? And I love it. I love Pete, it, too. Pizza Boy is delivering. <laughs> I love it. You understand? I love so, it. number one, Kellen Moore. Shouts out to him. Um, number two, and this is not a ranking, right? So, this is more like ABC, not one, two, three. ABC. Cowboys are currently second in the league behind the Eagles in terms of rushing touchdowns. Ooh. And, and now look at what. Ezekiel Elliott, that that rested him well. He looked very fresh. He did look good. Did you see that very, cut? That cut and then the mini hurdle. Oh, there was a cut Oof. where that man I think it was DeForest Buck, Buckner. I think he had he had he had penetrated their offensive line. He came across Gone. and Zeke put the brakes on, hit a spin move, yeah. right? And Gone. went up there. I think he got maybe a yard, but it should have been like a minus three. Gone. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I mean that his his Kellen agility Moore, is crazy. The running backs themselves, and I can't sing high enough praise for this offensive line. Yep, Philbin. Right? And, and you talk about, it, yes, shouts out to Joe Philbin, offensive line coach, uh, and his assistants as well, Leon Lett and those guys. Yes. But when you talk about opening up lanes, these guys are opening up lanes against very good defensive fronts in like DeForest Buckner and your Quiddy Pays, you know, Yannick Ngakwe's, et cetera, et cetera. And I think one of the plays that highlight just how dominant this offensive line is playing is is – Tony Pollard's touchdown, one of his touchdowns, when you look up and you see Tyler Smith and Tyler Biatish 20 yards downfield shoving guys Throwing into the lockers, the yep. just shoving guys in the lockers, that was the epitome of what we're talking about when I say this offensive line deserves a ton of praise. Yes, Tony Pollard, he's doing damage when he gets in space like you know he can. Yes, Ezekiel Elliott, um, when he hits his lane, he can make guys miss, but also drop his shoulder and he can run through guys. And now you're seeing what Malik Davis can do as far as bouncing off tacklers and then speeding forward. But the lanes that are being opened – 
And I use that to segue to this. This was with the experimental rotation of Tyler at guard mm-hmm. and Jason Peters at tackle because talk about news and notes. J- Jerry Jones said this week Teron Smith will see his 21-day window activated, practice window activated, and that doesn't mean the Cowboys are going to wait 21 days yeah. to see Tyron Smith did back you, on the field. Did you see Tyler? I know we saw it. Yep, Tyler Smith out the game in the third quarter. Mm. Uh, Peters came Peters, in at left tackle. Peters came in at left tackle. And it was Connor McGovern at left guard. Yeah. They're, they're working out the rotations right now because Big Dog is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Big Dog 7-7 seven, seven, might be back as early as See, this Texans game. And here's the thing that gets interesting because I thought the guards yesterday had one of the best games of their season. Zach Martin's always great. Well, you know, Zach's going to Zach's going to eat. Yeah. But Connor McGovern played phenomenal yesterday. I really thought he had one of his best games. I thought Tyler Biotish played exceptionally well. Tyler Smith had a better game than he did last week. He gave up seven pressures last week. He didn't give up nearly that many this week. And he was good in the run game and actually played uh, really, really well down the stretch to help spring some of those big runs. I thought Terrence Steele struggled a little bit. But that's going to happen when you're going up against Yannick and Gakwe one one play, Quiddy Pay the, the other play, and then DeForest Buckner a play after that. He struggled. However, it didn't matter because the four other guys that were there were doing their job to right. a, 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 a limit that allowed Dallas to have a ton of success, both on the ground and protecting Dak Prescott as well. I love it. I love it. You see what the offensive line is doing. Um, and this is without them having jailed what the new rotation is going to look like. Uh, and the new rotation is going to look like Teron next to Tyler, next to Tyler, next to Zach, next to Terrence. Is that what you would do if you were that's in the what, coach's that's shoes? What I would that's what do. that's what your that's lineup what, would be. Which that gives you, and, and McGovern that gives you one of the better backup interior linemen in the NFL. It's, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. And between him and, and Jason Peters being backups, yeah, you you know you lose some of your young guys. Uh, to injury on this offensive line, but between Peters and McGovern being your backup, I mean, your depth is not necessarily an issue now. Uh, it's certainly not talent-wise. I mean, body count-wise, quantity probably yeah. still. Talent-wise, yeah. you, you're solid. I don't think I would touch McGovern personally. You would leave him there? Yeah. I think I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, we, taking oddly I'm enough, not taking Tyler off the field. I'm not moving two pieces. I'd rather move one. I don't think— That's always a valid argument, and I could see that argument. Yeah. I, it, for me, it just gets washed over by the fact that Tyler Smith he's a beast is, at the left is tackle a position. He's grader. been he's been he's been killing yeah. again. And McGovern has been playing phenomenal. He's I'm playing much, career ball I, as far if as if I'm his going young to have goes. to allow somebody to warm up to a position and warm back up to a, you know mm-hmm. their starting role. I'm a I'd rather have to deal with one instead of the whole left Fair. side. Here's a question though: if you're if you're going to take that that post and say I'd rather move two pieces to make sure I got the 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 best five. Wouldn't that wouldn't make more wouldn't justify I should say why Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are considering bringing Teron Smith back effective this coming weekend so they will they will have time for that new setup to get back right because now keep in mind for those that may have forgotten Tyler Smith spent the entirety of training camp at, at left guard. guard yeah right so it was more difficult for him to pop out at left tackle and be productive than Which, it probably will be for him to return to left guard because it's a return see but that's got a that's got a pro and a con to it too because. Tyler Smith played tackle in college. He was that, the left yes, tackle yes, at did. Tulsa. Yes, he did. Then he switched to guard. Had some struggles in the preseason. A lot. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't. He wasn't there. So yet. let him struggle against Houston. I see, and that's the thing. And I get. I get the thought process of putting him back there. However, I I don't think it's just a plug and a play because you have a left tackle that's been playing well. Yeah. You can put him back at left guard. Is he going to play that well immediately? I don't know if that's a fair expectation. Probably not. 
to the expectation is probably not to get him two right. weeks to so get ready. My, right. For my question, my, my question that I posed 24th. to the panel is: Would wouldn't you be more comfortable in him taking his lumps against a team like the Texans, yeah. wherein you're so much better than them that if you execute and don't commit penalties, you should be able to mask whatever mistakes he makes in that game at left guard. And then you take him back to the film room post Texans get him back on the field, yeah. tweak these things, and then you should start to see improvement. So then by the time you get to Philadelphia, the Philadelphia game, hopefully on Christmas Eve, but most certainly to January, now those things are no longer really something that you're focused on. So, spoiler alert, for the next couple of days, maybe even weeks, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about no, this. This will be Texans a topic of Jaguars. conversation. Let, let, let him take his <laughs> left guard lumps against the Texans and the Jaguars. I, I think it's fascinating. I really do, because... The good part about it is it's a good problem to have. You have too many guys that are playing well. Oh, darn. We'll we'll figure it out. I got another good problem to have once we come back after the break. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. there's a tease right there. When we come back, we've got helmet stickers. We're giving out our players of the game. Let us know what you would do on the offensive line. If you're listening and you're invested, tell us what your starting five would be. Invested. I know no. you are. I know. If you're listening to Talking Cowboys, you're invested. Give us your starting five on the offensive line as Tyron Smith returns. Let us know where you would put guys and where. All right, we'll be back with Patrick's next good problem to have with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Tis, tis the season. I can't do this read right now, guys. I can't do this. Tis the season for Dallas Cowboys Holiday Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Registration for one-day football and dance academy camps are now open. Don't miss your chance to send your athlete to camp at AT AT&T Stadium on December 20th and 21st. You can register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Don't look at me. Don't do it. (laughs) I say stand back. Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam. I wish I could tell you what we're laughing at. Yeah, but we can't we can't do it. Oh, can't. All right. Can't do it. Time now for helmet stickers. Every time the Cowboys get a victory, we give our helmet stickers, oh, our players really of quickly, the game. Tell them the, good, the other great problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. Tell us. The what Cowboys did exactly what I wanted them to do in the return of Anthony Barr. Mm. Barr started. Yes. But Damone Clark got the bulk of the snaps as you ramp up Anthony Barr. And as a result, they both played very well. Yeah, they so did. So kudos to Barr the Cowboys was... who have a fantastic Problem, but for those that are audio only, I did air quotes just then. That's the first time that I saw Bar this year look like the dominant Bar Bar that I remember. Like his confidence was different. Like his approach, like his his energy, everything was. He's been making plays, making tackles, and he was just like, okay, I did my job yesterday. That boy was jacked up. Do you think having some time off from an injury standpoint and getting a bit of a bird's eye view, especially for a new system? Helps out a little bit. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, not having to come in and have all the responsibility as well, I, I'm sure, helps. Because Damone Clark, yeah. like Patrick was just saying, came in and played exceptionally well. His reads were better. We talked about it last week. He had shown that there was some of that there, that in, that instincts, the, of course, the ability to track down a guy. Physically, he was good last week. He had Jonathan Taylor hearing footsteps. Exactly. He was running this week, he was great. A ball, that bubble screen, he kind of glanced out of yeah, and saw Damone bearing down and was like, up. oh, maybe I don't want to catch this. This showed up for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Now it's time for helmet stickers. I like that, though. Good problem for the Cowboys to have in that linebacker core. I know who I'm going with, but I'm still I'm stuck between two or three. So let's, you start, want me let's to go? start with Isaiah. Okay, okay Isaiah will go. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go? Isaiah, Isaiah will go. <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and get this thing right. i got to find a spot. It's <laughs> a, a big old That's a big old strawberry. Y'all see this face right there? What would you guys title that face as? It's like a kissy face. Yeah, you know he's like he's puckering. Side, he's puckering it's a, up. It's a side eye. So, so, so you thought you knew mm, face, okay? You right. thought you thought you knew. This you is going thought. to this. This is Skip Pete right here, everybody. <laughs> that's that, that's Skip Pete's face right there, everybody. So when everybody's up there talking about you know one running back versus two running backs, this is what he came down and said. He said, "How about that one-two punch?" <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to the whole running back room and Skip Pete right here. That's what for you. I like that. I like that. That's a, a good lot. one. I yeah, like you just gotta find lot. the spot to put it. Oh, I got a spot. You got a spot for it because that thing is huge. Yeah, let's move it out. It's almost as big as the the helmet, the actual star on the helmet. There you go. All right, I've got this one. 
This one's got a couple of a uh, couple of pineapples. They're reading a book here. They're studious pineapples. If you can see it right here, there's a couple of little guys. It's one of the smallest stickers that we have on the entire pack of smelly stickers that we have. I'm going to give this to the entire rookie class. I like it. This are, they were studious. They've been learning. They've been ready for their time to shine, and that time came yesterday. Damone Clark, Deron Bland, both forcing turnovers, both making ma- massive plays. You had Tyler Smith. You had Sam Williams making a big play. Legitimately... The rookie class shined. Oh, and Malik Davis found the end zone as well. Another Absolutely. rookie getting some work done there, too. So, shouts out to the rookie class. They get my helmet sticker, sticker this week. It's a small <laughs> sticker. Just a tiny little sticker. Okay. Studious small pineapples. And for me, I'm going with this little lollipop. Small Small lollipop. lollipop. Lollipop, nonetheless. The reason I'm going with this lollipop is I'm going to award this to Malik Hooker. Why am I going to award this to Malik Hooker? Why a lollipop? Because going against his former team, he gets an interception on Matt Ryan. He gets a scoop and score, which is the first defensive touchdown of his career. Um, but what he basically did was show the coach that they made a huge mistake by not believing he could bounce back and play at a high level after suffering that torn Achilles in 2020. Uh, in doing so, he made the Colts look like suckers. Mm. So that's why I chose the lollipop. Malik Hooker made the Indianapolis Colts for the office look like a bunch of suckers. Small suckers. <laughs> because he's back to an elite level. And Isaiah's going to get us fired. <laughs> why are you laughing? You mean fired. I don't understand Listen, why you're it, laughing. Uh, yeah, or I, I like you guys' selections. I know, you, I know you were talking about it in the break, but what's going I on? I like you guys' he selections. He has water in his eyes right now. Like, I he's don't over understand. there crying. You and Kyle I, have both selected suckers this year. I was just, well, you know, I did that as a as yeah, a, it was an as ode. homage. It was an ode to the backlash. Yeah, yeah, to the last one. To the legendary lollipop episode. Yeah, but mine was homage. His was just completely genuine. I like it, though. So, lollipops. Bunch of suckers. I like it. got made to look like a bunch of suckers. Yeah, Malik Hooker, former Colt. Came at it and took down his former team. He did so with emphasis. This was a fun one, guys. Cowboys oh, yeah. Nation really enjoyed it. I enjoyed being there for this one at the stadium. Isaiah, I know you you and I talked about this yesterday. Yes, we had a ball. It's different. Pull yourself together, Isaiah. I'm trying, man. <laughs> when, I'm trying. When we have an opportunity to go out there and be amongst Cowboys Nation, it's a little bit different. Patrick gets to do it on a, on a weekly basis, which is, which is outstanding. But when we get to do it, it's a little different. But then yesterday, that fourth quarter was about as fun. <laughs> it was nuts. About as fun of a stadium atmosphere as I've ever oh, seen man. at – the NFL level. It felt like a college atmosphere. It really did. To, to take a phrase from OBJ from the Minnesota win, those boys went crazy. Yes, they did. Those boys went crazy. And speaking of OBJ, maybe he'll be walking through and around this building here shortly if he's not already here. Supposed to be here today, right? He'll be here today. And then he's going to spend some time at a the Mavericks game. Yeah. And then he's going to have a meeting with Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones. He'll be... It's wine, prom, wine and dined. It's prom I'm sure. night. It's prom night. Yeah, <laughs> lots, lots going on here. Trying to recruit OBJ to Something join. Say, to no. join a team that I know put what you're up thinking, though, and fifty-four I don't points. Team that put up fifty-four points yeah. against the Indianapolis Colts. So that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. We're taking your calls tomorrow. 
888-855-2297. You can go ahead and get lined up. Give us some calls tomorrow as we get things rolling. We're also going to talk about our nickname competition. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it because we've got some some especially after yesterday. interesting <laughs> conversations to have about that one. Chris Beam for Isaiah Stanback. For Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow from the Star in Frisco. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!